Welcome to the Bike Talk with Dave podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Dave Mabel, and you likely haven't heard of this week's guest. Unless, of course, you have been racing in the Des Moines area for the past 10 years, or maybe you're on the Lindenwood University cycling team. Anyway, this week's guest is Brody Burnham, who began racing when he was eight years old. He was a short, chubby kid whose parents hauled him around, first through Iowa and then around the country, to nurture his interest in cycling. Over the past decade, he grew taller, stronger, faster, fast enough to earn a spot on one of the biggest and best college cycling teams in the country. It probably goes without saying that I am super proud of how his discipline and dedication have led him from the local Thursday night races to racing and national championships. I'm also very curious about how a college freshman manages academics with the year-long non-traditional sport of collegiate cycling. So after finishing his first year, I invited him to the Bike Talk with Dave studio at Chain and Spoke Coffee to talk about his year. So without further ado, Lindenwood University collegiate cyclist, Brody Burnham. I thought I gotta pick up my mom from work at some point. You're such a good boy. I know, I, I listen, you know. I, <laughs> you do, I, I, I get you told, do. I get told what to do and I show up when I need to. Listen, when your mom says what to do, we all listen. <laughs> yeah. We, you can definitely we hear all it listen. from anywhere, so. For sure, for sure. Dude, uh, Brody, uh, Brody Burnham, uh, welcome to Bike Talk with Dave. It's a treat to have you here. I've been wanting Absolutely. to talk about, talk with you, kind of since you went away to college last year, but. I wanted to give you a whole year under your belt at school to talk about life at college as a cyclist. I think it's kind of fun. Very so, much is. Welcome, welcome home. Thank you, thank you. It's welcome been, home. Well, I've been home for two months now. Yeah, you know, kind of. Home and then not home and then home yeah. and not, you're still racing a lot, Traveling. right? Traveling. Finally got to the point where it's like, need to take a break, get back into it. So it's been been home for a couple of weeks, but. Dig it. You, what are you training for, Ragbri? Yeah, of course, no. Um, <laughs> I'm going to California the 17th of July, so a week, two weeks, a week, a little bit over a week. For surfing? So, I wish, no, I've got a couple bike races out there. Um, doing a Long Beach, I think it's Long Beach race. It's a hot dog in California. It's their state championship and there's a lot of money. So I'm going out there to staying in Redlands and uh, with a college buddy and gonna go out there and hopefully do decent enough where I can get my name out there and get on the team next year. That's awesome. So first of all, where do you go to college? Uh, Lindenwood University. And where is that? St. Charles, Missouri. Pretty much St. Louis, just outside of St. Louis. It's a little interesting area. One side you got a nice area, old. The other side you don't really want to go that way. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. So you keep your bike locked? Yeah. Well, Maybe. It's in my room all the time, so. Yeah, that's cool. I want to talk to you about college, but to be honest, I'm blown away that we're even having this conversation now because I was there when you started. Yeah. And I want to go all the way back to that. Can I describe it or do you want to? I want to hear your description of you as who were you when you started bike racing and, oh, and what was your what were some of your first bike races? I think that's been I think my first bike race was 10 years ago. It was my dad was racing at uh, was it God, it's gone now. It's now Tuna. Spooky Cross. Oh, okay. That was okay. my first. I did a kid's race. 
on a little BMX bike and my dad was my dad raced that day and I was like oh I'll give it a try and I was like I liked it and I guess I haven't really looked back since kind of grew out of my fat pudgy stage so <laughs> kind of grew tall you did grow tall. You definitely grew out of your little short pudgy stage. And my first memories of you are at Race Like a Girl, which was our Thursday night oh, yeah. monthly um, kind of criterium circuit track race series. I'm telling you what, man, like you, your mom and dad would bring you and your dad would always like come up to me and be like, okay, make sure he's like safe <laughs> and not going to get killed. Like, don't put him in the wrong thing, right? Yeah. Uh, how old were you 10 years ago? Oh, 11? Eight. Oh, 8. You're only 18. I'm 18. I'm about to turn 19 soon. Okay. Well, happy uh, birthday. Saturday in the, the road race. So. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Hopefully I can get a win. That'd be awesome. Is yeah. Zimmer showing up? I'm not sure. I heard his grandma died. Oh. He will not be there. Okay. He will not be there. We just heard from team mechanic Ozzy. Thank you. A little sad, but. That is very sad. That, that is sad. I hadn't heard that. Um, well, that sucks, and it sucks out. he won't be there, but... Although you beat him at freaking Waterworks in April. Yeah. Fair and square, right? Yeah, I kind of had a teammate there, though. You know, I brought a friend from college down, and we came into there, like, wanting me to get a win. So it was, like, kind of working for me, and it kind of worked out the right way and got kind of lucky on the end, but it was... It's a fun race. Do it again this Sunday. Okay, again, we're literally talking about you beating freaking yeah. Matt Zimmer. <laughs> Going back to uh, race like a girl, it was kind of a track race, kind of a, it was super fun night. Yeah. Thursday nights were super fun, and, and your mom and dad would bring you, and you were this eight-year-old, I guess. Yeah. Um, pudgy little kid <laughs> and I, honestly like I went digging and I found some pictures from those days are oh, you okay if I post those oh of course <laughs> I love of them course. you're oh. so cute you just could not not grab those cheeks yeah I have super I have couple, fun found, I was uh, at college and was, we uh we had a we had on our Instagram they asked for us to send photos of us the younger and I was like asking my mom and she just sent me like 20 and I'm like oh my god I don't want to remember these days but at the same time it's like I grew up and it's like finally got to a place where I feel happy enough to go out and race and feel comfortable yeah for sure what attracted you to bike racing like you're freaking eight years old and you're racing with it's all adults there we had you know beer and festivities and you're this eight-year-old <laughs> kid but you had confidence enough to show up and ride around in circles i think it's one of those things where it's i grew up when i was a lot younger around sprint cars and racing all the time and we finally got out of that and i think i always had that itch to do something in racing and then when my dad kind of introduced it to me I finally felt like i found something that i super super duper liked and i was like well i better run with it while i had it you know so talk about fun. your parents because everybody in Iowa knows both yeah. of your parents very well. Yeah. <laughs> They're very prominent. I mean, my parents they've they've done very well for the sport in my opinion. I mean, they've they've put on races. I feel I feel like they've we we have a problem with never saying no. We're sometimes too nice in my opinion. You know, when people need stuff, we we lend it out and I don't know. I mean, I couldn't be here without them. I mean, it, it, it goes all to them. Them bringing me to all these races and giving me the opportunity to do what I love is one of those things where I, I can probably never pay them back. I mean, it's got me into college for Lindenwood and sports like that and getting me scholarships for cycling. I don't think I could have ever done that without them. So I'm very grateful and I feel like 
a little bit of everybody else's too because got great family like mine that does all this stuff. Like I don't I can't really explain how much they've done for in my opinion the sport of cycling in Des Moines. But I, I can't disagree with you and I, I would also kind of second that that like literally it's not Brody showing up it's Brody and his parents showing up yeah. and your dad's carrying wheels and spare bikes and, yeah. and mom is well I, sometimes she's wearing the blue for USA C officiating uh, which she, is awesome she always she's wants dope. to DQ me you know <laughs> <laughs> what are those discussions like at the dinner table at home oh, I, you know I I go out to fit my bike the other day in, in the cul-de-sac and I didn't have my helmet on she walked down and she's like go put one on I was like oh Sorry. hundred <laughs> percent. I couldn't tell you how many times I've heard that from her as yeah. well. So, yep, I hear that. That's awesome. I'm curious, like as an eight-year-old, you ride around in circles. You don't have any competition. Like those kids, right, they were, you weren't racing anybody. You were just on your bike going around in circles at Union Park. Why did you keep coming back? I guess it was, I think I just loved it. I mean... I also like, you know, I'd do those juniors race and then I'd show up, I think it was the C race, you know, there's about five people and, you know, it was just having other people and I think as I grew up, I kind of realized how the atmosphere was just great, you know, I loved to be around it and I I couldn't complain about going and seeing my buddies because, you know, I kind of had a hard time at school with having friends and I think that kind of also pushed me a little bit to like go out and everybody was nice and those were my friends and um it was just i guess it, it could also have been um going out and chasing a medal you know going out and just getting the medal and getting that accomplishment as i was younger and i think my parents helped me with that like pushing me a little bit to like you know get out there and ride my bike more and more and just finally turned out to do decent i guess <laughs> to where i've gotten so yeah do you remember the transition to like oh dang i'm like in the race yeah i i think it was i finally I finally got a coach and I started riding like a lot more, not just with my dad. And I finally grew into a stage where it got pretty quick. And then I, you know, decided to go to nationals. And I think I was, oh, was it nine to 12? I was 12. It was in Louisville. And I like crashed on the last lap of the crit. And I was like in the front group. And that's, I think that's finally when I realized that I was decent that I, I could do pretty well in the sport. And then the next year was in, it was in Maryland Nationals, Amateur Nats, and I got crashed on the last lap as well, but. Who was your coach? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said like, I just want to be in the game. I don't care how I finish. I mean, you care how you finish, but yeah. I just want to play the game. I don't want to be either hanging on for dear life or like shot out the back faster than dropping a brick off a bridge. Yeah. And you must have felt like you were in the game. Yeah, I mean, you, you go to these places, you know, you're nervous. I mean, as much as people say they're never nervous, you always have nerves at national events. I mean, you can ask any, hopefully you can ask any pro and they'll say they're nervous. Um, but. I mean, I go to these places and a lot of these places I go with no expectations, which I think has helped me like really do well is I go in with no expectations and however I do, I just do my best and hope for the best and hopefully I do end up doing well, which recently has been doing me pretty well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So how does it come to be that you end up cycling in college? So I, I 
learned about that when I was, I think it was my freshman year in high school. I had a couple friends. Um, Tyler Reynolds ended up going to Belmont Abbey his first year of college. Um, and I, I had a couple friends from St. Louis that also ended up going to Lindenwood. And so I, I quickly learned then and I did a college visit at Belmont Abbey my sophomore year of high school. And I was like, I did not know you could get scholarships for cycling. And I did not know they did it in, in sports until these people went. And I was like, well, I'm gonna go to college, you know, get a degree and if I can get some money off for cycling, I, I, I can't complain, so. What do you what are you studying? Right now it's computer science with a minor of pre-engineering. Oh, cool. So you end up at Lindenwood, you just finished your freshman year. I picture you as kind of a roadie. Oh, absolutely. Yep. In college, they throw you. I remember, wasn't your first set of races like freaking track nationals? Yep. I. We, there's no track here in Doyne. No. Had you been on a track yet? So, when I was 13, North Star out of Minneapolis, there's a track up there, or there was. It's, it's got demolished uh, a year or two ago. Oh, I hadn't heard that. But they had a track up there and I got asked to go to a track clinic. And I was like, I can't pass that up. You know, I was trying something new. I'm younger, it's like, gotta do it. So went up there, had a lot of fun and it's so far away. The closest the closest right. track is the one in Minneapolis at the time. And so it's kind of hardest to go drive four hours on a weekday to go do their local right. Thursday night track. So kind of waited and then when I got to college or I guess before college, um, the coach asked me if I wanted to do track and I was like, I mean, might as well try it. I mean, I'm also there two weeks early before college starts. So, I mean, I get, get to be, you know, kind of in, in my room and kind of settled in before everybody else gets there. And I think that was a, that helps me a lot as well. And did track, I did pretty good. I did, you know, my third race ever on the track was track nationals. <laughs> That's crazy. That's the beauty of college yeah. though. Like it throws you in stuff that you wouldn't normally, you wouldn't seek that out. No, I, I don't think if I wasn't near one and they didn't do it, that I probably wouldn't be doing track racing. So it was, I was, I love it. And so I'm very grateful that I got that opportunity to do it. And I'll be going this year doing track as well. So you love it. What event is it? What do you love the best? I do not like mass start racing. It just scares me. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I love the flying 200, which is how you qualify for match sprints. Even though I'm not the best at match sprints, I do. I mean, I like going fast. Like any, like the, I can't complain about the 4K or the 1K pursuit or the, the kilo. It's, it's fun. Um, <laughs> a lot of fun, <laughs> Said actually. no one ever. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't have the best time this year at tracks I didn't understand the rules the best so it was kind of weird being I, I mean I got passed and I did not know you couldn't get past and you just had to sit behind him until my coach is screaming at me while I'm sitting per behind this person <laughs> and I'm like I want to go around but I have so much more but he caught me and it's like well I'm just sitting here but I mean all the events I do I mean I, I love I, it's just you're, you're on a fixie you you kind of just forget about everything else you're just in your own little world it's I can't complain you know hmm. It's always fun. Yeah, that's cool. I, I love that. So go from that into cross, mountain bike, and spring in the road. Like, how, how has that year been? Like, what what have you found about life as a collegiate athlete in yeah, cycling? I mean, it's, I kind of find it fun. I mean, it's 
not exactly like high school. You know, high school, you, you go to school for eight hours a day, and then you come home and you train, and then you do a little bit of homework and you go to sleep. Like, I have, I get my classes done before noon, and I go out and ride my bike all day. You know, it's, it's fun, and then, you know, go eat lunch at six, or supper at six, and then you go do a little bit of homework, and then you go hang out with your buddies till whenever. And it's just, it's kind of fun balancing that having fun aspect with cycling and with, you know, your academics. It's just, it's a weird balance that you don't get anywhere else. And it's, it's fun. Is it, uh, it doesn't, uh, the way you just described it does not sound like it's yeah. a difficult balance, <laughs> but is it difficult balancing life uh, with school and cycling? Like, do those conflict much? I think the only problem I've had uh, was kind of towards the end of the year was, you know, we're racing every single weekend and you're getting towards finals. And then you have, then you learn that I had to, we had to take finals early because we had to leave on a Monday to go to nationals, you know, at like 4 a.m. So I had to do all my finals a week before. And so it was, it was like, okay, now I got to study a week earlier than I was planning on doing. And then I'm also training to peak. And so it kind of gets a little conflicted there towards the end, putting everything back together. But then you like, you're at track, you're at road nationals and you're like, this is great, you know, I don't have to do school. And then you find, finally realize, you know, how much your life has been taken up by school. And then you get home and you're like, oh, I get to relax. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, everybody says that after, <laughs> what, May 5th or May 15th or whatever. How about, yeah, like you guys are gone a lot. How are professors, how do they deal with you being gone? Well, some professors are, you can only be excused for school. So only for cycling for Lindenwood. So when oh, I go to rate, and I had a teacher like that, that was my first, it was my second semester. So I was almost gone every single weekend racing. And I, I like told her, I like, cause she, at the beginning of the year, she's like, if you have four unexcused absences and your grades aren't good, like we can kick you out of the class. Oh, wow. And I was like, that's the first thing she said. And I was like, whoa. So like right after that, I went up to her and I explained my situation. She's like, yeah, we'll work with it, you know help each other out you know if I miss a day I'll email her or I'll tell her a week in advance and she'd be like oh everything's on canvas you know uh -huh. which is what we use but then there's some teachers that are like you just tell them and they're completely fine they're like yeah just do whatever is on finish the work yeah, and you're finish good to work for the week and you're good yeah you know, read through chapter one and you're like okay it's not that bad yeah so, so you didn't run into too many conflicts between professors and schedule? No, it was just it was just kind of towards uh, nationals, you know, at the end of the semester where we had to take them all early. It was like, it was kind of a little conflicting just because you're like in a hurry to try to get everything done. And then it was just kind of a little bit of a also studying so much that you're like a little overwhelmed. And then you're just like, everything's coming down to the last minute. And you're like, finally get it done, you know, just a little overwhelming, but... I mean, it could always be worse in my opinion, so right. I can't complain. <laughs> I'm sure I know the answer because I do know your mom, but how are your grades? Oh, my grades are good. I mean, I had a 4.0 the first semester, and then I had a uh, 3.8 the second semester. Oh, you're really letting it yeah. slide. Is that on a 10-point scale? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. That, Dude, those are great grades, for yeah, sure. I mean, you should be proud of that, even without cycling. Like, those are, those are great grades. Do you find the... Um, balancing a sport in college and uh, academics, you're more disciplined in academics because you have to be? You um, can't let it slide because you you gotta ride four hours this today or whatever, so you, 
do you plan better in your studies? Oh, no. <laughs> you are any, still an 18-year-old boy, yeah, right? I don't think any college <laughs> athlete's going to be like, or majority of them are going to be like, everything's like down to a science. I mean, you know, I'll go out for my ride, and then some days, you know, be like, I'll get my homework done, and I won't study. You know, I'm just kind of done with today. And I was like, you know, that happens. And But then, you know, you're like, Sunday night, you're like, oh, man, you know, I got to get this done. You know, I got an assignment. It's 11 o'clock. And you're like, uh-oh. But, you know, I think it's always, it's kind of always worked out for me, luckily. And uh, I, I do need to get back better at that. I have a really bad problem with procrastinating and slowly getting better at that. But still, I mean. You're an 18-year-old boy. Yeah, that's like, 18-year-old boy. <laughs> that's like the definition of, I think, guy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> period. But especially an 18-year-old guy in college. Do, do you have, like, a prescribed week? Like, what's the team atmosphere like? Do you guys go out and ride together, or is everybody like, ah, oh, I got to do two hours with X number of intervals today, and somebody else is like, oh, I'm riding three hours with no intervals, and oh, I'm in zone one today. I'm in zone five today. Like, yeah. is everybody on a different schedule, working with different coaches, or is, do you guys have, like, a cycling coach that's like, here's what we're doing today, tomorrow, and the next day? Yeah, so a lot of us have our personal coaches. Yep. Um, and who's yours? Uh, Matt Zimmer. The dude you beat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just checking. <laughs> kind of finally nice to actually finally beat him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, some people do get coached by the coach there, and, but I have my personal coach, Matt. And um, I mean, a lot of us, like, we have a chat for just us A racers for the men's side. Oh, you're on the A team? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Made the A team, luckily. Barely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we have some, like, team. Like, for instance, there's a team time trial at Nationals, and so every Thursday we have team time trial practice, and the people that are contending for it and the people that are, like, really good at, like, those efforts, like, go there, and we have team time trial practice. And, you know, every Saturday we have our our team ride every Saturday. It's slower pace with race sections. And um, we have some team, team rides. I think we have, well, we have mandatory Monday recovery ride. Together? Together. Okay, that's all cool. Us. And there's, like, all our BMXers come out and oh. downhill. Like, it's, like, 60 people on our team, and almost everybody shows up, and it's kind of cool. St. Louis, Missouri, and you have a downhill team? Yeah. Yeah. We do have a downhill team. It's kind of it's kind of weird, but... Where do they yeah. ride? So, there's... I don't know what it's called, but there, it's an hour and a half drive it got to be a Mississippi River it, Bluff or something? Yeah. Um, it's 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 down. It'd be south. It's south. I think it's oh. south along the river. Okay. So I don't know where they go. I have, I didn't do mountain bike this year. I don't think I will because I'm a little afraid of breaking my bones. Fair enough. And I, I don't think I have enough you know, confidence to do that stuff quite yet. But they drive an hour and a half for, like, downhill practice, and they'll do, like, that. And then they'll also they have, uh, like, um, short track practice and then XC practice and all these kinds of stuff and I'm like oh good for you I'll just go ride my road bike four hours in the middle of nowhere in Missouri and have fun that way yeah that's cool I didn't know that and a BMX team yeah our BMX team is big now We I think we signed four or five BMXers this year already huh so it's, it's kind of because we have a we have a BMX track I think it's like 15-20 minutes away and then we also have a pump track 20 minutes away in the opposite direction. <laughs> but I know a lot of people like to go to the pump track, you know, when they have their off season just to go have fun. Do you guys hang together? Oh, I yeah. I mean, we have, like, on the weekends, we'll have gatherings at people's 
um, houses because it's kind of cool. You have like a trailer sized house with a basement. And so cycle, all cyclists will be in one house because you pick your roommates. And so everybody will um, kind of have everybody over. And just, you know, you go there and you sit and talk until midnight and you're like, oh man, time to go to bed and wake up the next morning at 10 and go ride. So, so there, regardless of your discipline, there's good kind of intermixing oh yeah, oh between yeah. everybody. I How mean, many people like on a, the whole team? I think now we had, I think it was four or five people leave this this year um, and we signed like 10. So I'm guessing it's close to 60 now. Oh, wow. Which is, we're like- Boys and girls. Yeah, boys and girls. We're like the- second or third largest team now which is kind of insane to think about because we have rugby and football and that's pretty much the only other two teams that are bigger than ours wow so it's like just one big happy family yeah that's cool that's awesome coach tell me about your coach or coaches like what's the situation so at college i got matt so he's my personal coach you know he gives me all my rides and if i he's got a lot more experience than i do so if i you know, have a problem with I feel fatigued on certain days or I'm not eating right or I'm having certain problems. I'll just ask him questions. He usually knows a lot more than I do, so I get to learn that way. And then uh, we have two, we have a head coach and then a assistant coach right now. Um, our head coach does like everything pretty much and then our assistant coach is kind of there to do all the grunt work. Mm. As I carry said. wheels. Yeah, carry wheels, you know, pack the box truck for us for when we go to races. Um, mechanic? Ride. Like, do, are they mechanics as well? Or, he, like, how do, what do you do about that? He has mechanic stuff, but it's more mainly our, ourselves that we do. Oh. Or, or we go to a bike shop. Um, we, the guy that was kind of doing our, all our mechanic work graduated. Oh. So I, I was kind of doing a bit of, a bit of it, and I, I probably wouldn't let myself do work on my own bike, but if it, anybody wants to... Ozzy, are you available this uh, fall? At... Always. All right, you're in. I just signed you up. <laughs> well, by the way, we are at uh, the Chain and Spoke Bike Talk with Dave studio here today. So any background you know is here is uh, the hub. The... It's all Ozzy. It is all Ozzy who's, uh, who's building a bike. Uh, who, J- Jeff Hubin is measuring a, um, uh, he's trying to get, measuring a chain, trying to get his, uh, that's not a single speed, that's my single speed. <laughs> Your geared bike uh, ready to roll. But anyway, thanks uh, Jeff for allowing us to do this here at Chain and Spoke Coffee. It's also unique, we don't have anything really in Des Moines like this and I, I got introduced to my first kind of coffee shop thing like this in uh, St. Louis, and so it was really cool. And it's now it's kind of cool to see one here and kind of. It's an awesome yeah. place. Like I love coffee and bikes; it goes great together. I don't drink coffee, so it's a little a little bad for me. But I mean, it's cool to come here and look at bikes, and you know, I just come bother Ozzy when he's trying to do work. You know, <laughs> it is kind of nice. Like his thing is set up so that we can heckle him <laughs> as he's wrapping bars. We can heckle uh, Hubin as he's trying to put that chain on. No, no, not that one, the other one. No, not. Anyway, thanks Jeff for uh, allowing us to do this. Love chain and spoke for sure. Um, so I got a question. You know how people who do the Iron Man get an Iron Man tattoo? Like that race is significant in their life enough that they get a tattoo with the old Iron Man logo on their cap. If there's a race up to this point that you would put the race logo tattoo on your calf, what race would that be? 
Oh man, that's, that's actually kind of hard. I mean, I, I think it would be one of those things, I never won it. But, uh, race like a girl. Race, oh, no. <laughs> That'd be a good one. That'd that be would be. That's logo. where you start. Yeah. Well, maybe Altoona, but I um, think I think uh, it definitely have to be like Snake Alley, just because how challenging that course is. And I've never won it. I've, I've got many second places in juniors, and like this year, destroyed a derailleur. But I mean, that's right, bike you racing. did. But that, that was on tape, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Dizzy Dillman got that on tape. That was yeah. awesome. Like it actually, you see it explode yeah. right in front of him. Uh, so Snake Alley up to this point. So let's say in 20 years you're you're 48. How about in, in 30 years you're 58? Is that right? Yeah. Um, that's not right, is it? I'd be 48. Man. I'd be 48. I'm 40 years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 40 years, when you're 58, and you look back, what race would you? now say man i want to i want to do that race and if i do that i'm getting that tattoo so i've always loved racing single speeds and so what they do is i think if you win like they have a they have a usa cycling like i think it's not part of usa cycling but they have a single speed national champs or like world champs or whatever i think that would be super cool even if i don't win i think they brand you if you win or do something like that. It's a tattoo. No, they oh, don't brain you with a hot iron. Something else is not brain you with a hot iron. No, yeah, you're right. Single speed. Uh, I, think, I think that'd be national cool. championships. Um, Sunny Gilbert has nope. the tattoo, and she that was her first tattoo. I think that would be super cool. I that's your I'm, life dream. I mean, if I if I could say something, I mean, that's like if I can say that I won that, that'd be super cool. I mean, there's yeah, I mean. That'd be probably one of those things where it's like that or like Unbound, you know, it's kind of on the same level, in my opinion. A lot of people won't say that, but I mean, Unbound, something like that would be super cool. But that's a long ways away. Yeah, that is a long Oh, I know. <laughs> Tell me, it's 40 years. We just figured that out. Holy moly. Unbound, is gravel part of college? Like, where's that fit in the college scene? So we don't have a college collegiate, like, season or anything like that with, um, gravel but i think that's coming soon i think when i'm a senior they're supposed to introduce like gravel scene which will be pretty cool mm -hmm. do you um, like gravel i enjoy to an extent i mean it's, it's kind of like road but not it's a lot lot harder on your body yeah um it definitely pushes you to your limits um i've always had bad luck it, something always happens to my bike it's i don't drop my chain or i get flats all the time you know but it's fun. I enjoy it. It's like road racing, but not road racing a lot harder. It's always good for fitness. Yeah. So, so you you envision in the future there will be like a collegiate gravel championships? Yeah, they're already talking about it. I mean, that's just gonna that's just gonna end up being the strongest person wins unless it's a flat Nebraska race. But it's, I'm doing gravel worlds, and I've heard that's not flat. Yeah, I heard that too. I I thought it was like. Flat five, Nebraska. 5,000 feet, but no, it's like 14,000 feet for 150 miles. So I was like, oh my gosh. So it's like Searm all over again, right? <laughs> but a lot longer. A little nervous about that. It's in August <laughs> as well, but I've been told it's fun. So we're going to give that you a got, try. You got like two months, you're good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And D's on the back. We're doing tandem, and I got D oh, yeah. powering yeah, up just, there. Yeah, just coast, you know, just unclip. Just let her do it all. <laughs> I mean, that's all I did. That I'm only paid to steer and shift. <laughs> yeah. So we're good there. There you go. Speaking of D, and this is one thing that, that I want to talk about you and kind of where you came from and, and the values you have. Like, 
yesterday, 4th of July. We did the quote-unquote REI ride, which was cash, mm -hmm. and it was very cash. It was very conversational, which was a nice double pace line the whole day. It was uh, super fun, 60 people, and just great community. And then after that, there's an extra credit ride mm -hmm. that sometimes gets a little spicy. Like once, once you get back to REI and you leave again, like the the leash is unclipped and the dogs are ready to yeah. run free, right? And then they do. Absolutely. Dee's doing extra credit, and she's like, "Man, fireworks went off, and I was getting dropped, and like watching the fast kids run away from me, and." Brody comes around me and looks back and makes sure I'm on his wheel and eases me back up to the group. Yeah, I mean, I where'd don't... you come up with? Where'd you learn that? Like that's that's very very mature, confident riding. I think I've finally grown to the point, kind of like, um, kind of grew out of that kid stage and kind of matured enough to be like. I don't really have anything to prove to like other people, you know. I know what I can do, and I mean, racing. I got to race this next weekend, you know. I don't. I don't really need to go balls to the walls and win some stop sign sprint that doesn't mean anything, you know. I, mean, I, I keep track of all those points. <laughs> yeah. I keep track. I still have my points from 1987. So hey, there you go. <laughs> I mean, like Tuesday night's a whole different different side but I mean a lot of it's like extra credit is for you know they're you to go get 30 more miles you know and you know people take it a little a bit more seriously and I just don't think I need to do that anymore I mean I'm, I'm fine at sitting at 250 watts for eight hours and I don't think I need to do a sprint with other people to be like okay I'm better than you you know hmm. so that's awesome where'd that come from God, I, I don't know. I think it's finally, I finally watched Zimmer enough not sprint to these Tuesday nights where it's like, I don't need to prove myself, you know? I think I've finally gotten to the point where I feel comfortable with how well I, I ride at races that I don't really need to sprint for a stop sign sprint, you know? Proof is on race day. Exactly. I mean, normally is, you know? If you can, you can't really, you, even though you're strong, you can't race as well sometimes, you know? It's just part of part of racing and I don't think a, a group ride and one sprint's going to be like oh you're getting on a, a team next year just because of one sprint sprint sign so just how I see it now yeah speaking of team who are you riding with this summer so this summer I'm riding for Rob he owns Navewear oh right so I've been I didn't I didn't get on a team this year and so well because you're different. so slow I yeah, mean is that why absolutely no I just I kind of kind of you know, procrastinated it again, and you are. I didn't send. You out are my, an eighteen-year-old <laughs> guy, so okay. I didn't, I didn't send out my cycling resume when I needed to, and so I, uh, I didn't send it to very many teams because a lot of them were full, and so I sent it to very few, and they were full, and so I, I was like, man, I don't really, I really don't want to buy new kits, so I was like, I was in between a couple people that I knew that like owned kits and like a company something. I was like, Rob's always been, you know, helped me out since I was very young. And I was like, what a great opportunity because I knew he bought Navewear. Mm -hmm. So I hit him up and I was like, I was um, see if I can ride for his, uh, his company. And he said yes. And so he gave me a few kits and I've been racing for him this, this all this summer. And I think it's pretty cool to, you know, put... You know, I get fourth at a, a race and get get a say Navewear, you know, or get a call up front row and my, my name comes up and it's Brody Burham Navewear. I just, I think it's kind of cool. So, I mean, 
you get that exposure and you also get a race for yourself and keep all the prize money and stuff like that. So yeah, I've always, I've always raced solo, so it's nothing new for me, just a different kit. Yeah, you always kind of have raced solo. All of your, you were always on a Devo team, uh, started with uh, uh, Demos, then, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna screw it up. I feel like then you went to the um, Lamar's guys. Um, did you went, ride with them or was, did you go to like? I went to Spin Devo out of. Spin Devo, uh, okay. And then I think I was on there for a couple of years and then I went to North Star. Mm -hmm. Which I had teammates at these big races, but all these local races that I race in every weekend, you know, you don't really have teammates. Right. I remember your dad talking about the importance for you to get some people to ride with in the races. Yeah. And you got that at North Star at the bigger races. Yeah. I mean, it was nice. Like, I've won Toad. I've won Toad to, to, um, my 15, 16, and then my first year in 17, 18. And I think a big help was that it was I actually had teammates to actually race with that could actually race for me. You know, right. So right. It, was, it was definitely a big change of like, like especially going to college, having teammates and like actually having the role of working for somebody was also very fun. So yeah, uh, was Charlie Townsend part of uh, North Star Development? Yep. Tell me about Charlie. I raced Charlie. Yeah. I've raced Charlie since 1986. Yeah, Charlie's been racing. He's been in the game for a long time. Um, Charlie Townsend is. He's like. He's the most knowledgeable person in, I would upper say, Midwest. yeah, upper Midwest. I mean, I don't think you can have a different person that's good. He does everything. He does cross. I think he does a bit of mountain biking. Does a lot of road. Um, you know, going to the going to these races, he would, you know, hopefully he showed up an hour before, and that hour before, you know, you'd go do a lap around the course with everybody in your race with him. And then you'd go and sit down and talk about what your plan is and then go and race and he'd give you time splits if you needed time splits and all this stuff. And I mean, I never really had that. So it was kind of a eye opener to finally get something that I felt, you know, I had a, had people around me that I, I could use and utilize or work for them. It was just kind of a new area I never really explored until then. And you're finding benefit of that experience now in college. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Some, sometimes you never, you know, don't agree with your coach sometimes. You don't think that's the right way. But, I mean, I feel like I go out there and I, I give my 110%. Like, for instance, Tour St. Louis, the first, the, it's a time trial and two crits. My coach was like, okay, you're going to be a workman. I think I went in, I, I was counting on my, my Garmin. I did 11 breaks. I was in 11 breaks in 35 minutes. Jeez. The first 35 minutes because that was my goal was to, make shut everything down for the first 35 minutes. You sound like Nielsen Paulus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been in everything Yeah, so he far. has. But yeah, she's she wanted me to go do that, and she's like, yeah, you did three men's job and as yourself. And I was like, I've never really had that experience of working for someone else. So it was just like, I didn't know what to really do, and I guess I did pretty good. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. What is your hope for college? Like, you've got three more years left, unless there's a COVID year. I don't know if you'll get a fifth yeah. year. Um, <laughs> I think sure you started a year, year too late. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what's your hope going through college? You know, I've, I, think, I think it's possible. And if I keep growing, I really want to win a national championship. I think it's very far in my reach of doing eventually and probably being a crit because, I mean, I'm a lot better at crits than anything else. Um, but I think a national champion would be good. I think it's also one of those things where it's just, you know, have fun. 
I mean, that's all. That's that's a lot of people have told me that is just go out and have fun, and I finally have learned to have fun more and actually enjoy stuff. Because you know, when you're little, you get a little pressure and to do all this stuff, and you're just kind of training. And then I finally got to the point where it's like, oh, I'll go on a ride, even though I have three hours. I'll go on a two-hour ride with my buddy, and then I'll do an extra hour after and enjoy. You know, and I think I finally got to that point. That's good mentality right there. What about after college? Do you want to keep racing? I think yes. I, I'm i kind of up in the air. I mean, I do want to get my life started for sure. So yeah, maybe right after? Yeah, I think, so I have a, like a couple plans in my head that I kind of want to do. It's I, I, I have my whole life ahead of me. I thought about, you know, moving over either to Europe for a couple months, you know. I, I'm going, I think next year I'm going to try to go over to Europe for the summer or for two or three weeks. And race with um, so I have a couple buddies Shay Wright he's from oh, East Moline mm-hmm. so he's Davenport area um, he, he called me up actually like two weeks ago and he's like what are you doing July 10th and I was like um, well I'll be racing and then a week later I go to California and he's like oh man next year you should mark that down we should go to Belgium together and I was like okay <laughs> You don't have to ask me twice. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to complain. I mean, oh, that's awesome. That would be super awesome, actually. Yeah, I, the best bike racers in the world are over there, and get my get my teeth shoved in every single race. But you know, it's five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I would get my teeth. Sho- I'm going to get my teeth shoved in for thirty-five dollars <laughs> this Saturday. So I get it. I get, totally get it. So you, I, I feel like you should tell Simpson and Dags that you turned down a trip to Belgium to do their races <laughs> yeah. this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I also didn't have the money because I was building up a bike. But Fair enough. We don't have to say that, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. Uh, tell me about your bike, by the way. It's gorgeous. I saw it yesterday. Yeah, um, I bought the frame. I was, like, just scrolling through Specialized's website, and I was like... Oh, I was, I've always been, I, I, I broke my frame two years ago and I got it repaired. And I mean, it's kind of one of those things where you try to gain confidence, but you're never really all the way there. And um, I've always kind of been looking for a new bike to get because of that. And I finally like was just scrolling on Specialized's website and the new frame set came out. And I was like, called my mom that, that, that minute and I was like, mom. There's, there's new bikes that are actually in stock, and then 20 minutes later, I bought it. <laughs> oh, nice. Good for you. Good for you. So, yeah, I, I bought a frame set, and then um, I've been, I have been I got a lot of help from SRAM, Dan, Dan Jennings. Oh, sure. He's the, well, he kind of was the rep now. He's like a regional manager mm-hmm. for SRAM, and uh, he's been helping me out and giving me codes for the Pro Purchase Program or the Ambassador Program. And uh, What'd you put on it? I got SRAM Force all the way around. I got a cork power meter as well. Um, zip bars. I also have Zip 404s coming in soon. So that will be nice to have. And yeah, that's about it. I mean, <laughs> there's not much not much to it. What was your drivetrain on your other bike? So when you had junior gears, you couldn't run SRAM because they didn't make a small enough, unless it was cyclocross gearing. Or cyclocross uh, front chainring. So the best thing to do is get a 5214 was Shimano because that's the only one that made the cassette. So I, I had Shimano. I bought my old bike, 
like that, and so Shimano Di2. Never really had too many problems with it. So Di2 versus the SRAM ETA. What do you think? It's definitely different. I mean, the hoods are bigger on the SRAM ETAP, and I'm slowly getting used to it, but I'm slowly liking it more and more every every single ride. Nope, the hoods are just a lot smaller for Shimano. Mm -hmm. um, the shifting's a lot different. You know, you gotta touch both sides to shift up, down, up and down on the front. Do you like there. that? Is it weird? It, it like was definitely weird, but it's not bad. But it, it shifts very smooth. Yeah. I mean, super smooth, and I, it's actually smoother than my Shimano. Um, but yeah, it's it's a new 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 thing to kind of get the grasp of and slowly getting there, better yeah. and better every day. Slowly liking it better and better every day. So it's nice. Two things. One, if your rear derailleur battery goes dead, you can take Just the front derailleur battery and put it in the back, which is nice. That is a lot nice. That's a lot more. Part two of that statement is uh, TJ Tollickson in today's episode that just dropped talks about running a one by 52 up front. Ooh, and that's, that's all I'm saying, man. Like, who needs a front massive. derail here? Yeah, that's. He did have a 33 in back. 52 okay. up front. Maybe he said 53. 52 or 3 up front. That is massive. And uh, a 10 33. Uh, Cassette. Yeah, I, I I got a 50, and I thought that was big enough because that's equivalent to like a 5411. And I mean, 5010. 5010. Yep. Yeah. And I I thought that was plenty enough because I mean in those sprints you never really run out of gears unless it's a downhill or a tailwind sprint, and that extra gear would be very nice. And when you're when you have Shimano, or I didn't have the new Shimano, mm -hmm. Shimano's 12 speed. Um, but yeah, I have a 3010 with. A 50, what does it come as, Ozzy? Is it 50? 34? 39? 50, 34? 39. It's probably 39. Yeah. Something come like that. <laughs> Ozzy, come yeah, on, man. Come on. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> uh, I, I bet it's... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, 34, I, well, I know, 36, 39, somewhere in there. I know Shimano makes a 39 or a 5339. So it's got to be smaller than that, maybe. I'm sure it's like a 36, though. 50, Who 36, needs small rings yeah. anyway? I mean, yeah, it just slows it down. 37, okay. That's 50, an odd number. <laughs> and Thank you, Ozzy. Different from everything else. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, all right, dude. Well, I appreciate you coming in today. It's been fun chatting and catching up and learning about your life, man. Yeah, That's absolutely. It's awesome. I just, I totally love where you came from and your riding now. Like you totally could have given up and been disheartened when you're riding around the circles all by yourself. <laughs> Seriously. And yeah. like you freaking stuck it out. Your parents are to be commended. Everybody is like impressed with how dedicated your parents are to your progress. And I think that's transition to your sister now, right? Yep. And she into hockey or ice soccer. skating or oh, soccer. soccer. Yeah, they're all yeah. over for soccer, yeah. uh, which is awesome. They're great parents. But the fact that you like stuck out all those years and you're now like getting scholarship money and Dan Jennings has given you SRAM uh, deals and like you're planning a trip to Belgium next year yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So keep rocking, man. I, I don't know what uh, what your secret is, but 
whatever it is, yeah. keep rocking. You got to have fun, right? Absolutely. Is that the secret? Yes, absolutely. Just have fun. All right, cool. Well, thanks, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you to Chain and Spoke for being the uh, uh, hosting the Bike Talk with Dave studio. Yeah, it's different. I haven't haven't been here too often because it's kind of far from me in Altoona. It is. It's always cool to come in here and it's always nice talking to you and I've never been on a podcast so it was a new experience so it was fun. Awesome. How was it? Was it hard? No, I mean I talk a lot. You do? I didn't think you'd have any problem with it at all. Nope, no. And then I got to do that whole editing thing at minute 20. That's my fault. All right, dude. Thanks tons and good luck this weekend. Thank you. Absolutely. Good luck to you as well. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jeff and Brooks like, oh, so what's your plan this week? I was like, never let go of your wheel. <laughs> like if I can see your wheel at the finish line, I've had a great day. So hopefully I'll be able to see Jeff and Brooks' wheel. Uh, Sunday at Waterworks, I'm, I love that race. Saturday I'm worried about because of the hills, but we'll see how it <laughs> Me goes. Me too, I'm a bit bigger now, but... <laughs> yeah, you're still strong though. You can hammer up those hills. Who's coming? Do you ha- have any idea? Uh, there's three ABC guys. Randy, Rykart... Is, are you racing Randy? Yes. Randy's been on a terror lately. That's that's the one I'm worried about the most. I mean, Hayden Warner's always a, a good... He's strong. fast. Strong. Yep. And then I think Adam Ventley, I think the hills... I'm hoping the hills are a little much for him. I have a, I have a friend from Missouri that, that was, goes to the same college that's coming down, so hopefully I can kind of work with him to have a little bit, bit of luck against three, three ABC guys. But yep. you can never count out Adam. I mean, he's... Super strong. Yeah. Yes. So big and powerful are the right words. That's awesome. Well, good luck, and uh, we'll be anxiously watching. See you, dude. See ya. Thanks much to Brody for coming in and being so open and giving us a peek into the life of a college kid juggling cycling and his studies. Managing both seems to me like managing two full-time jobs, but he sure seems like he's handling it all very well excelling in studies and on his bike. If you or someone you know is interested in collegiate cycling, it's not an NCAA sport, but it is coordinated and managed by USA Cycling, and information can be found at usacycling.org backslash college. Just Google it. You'll find it. And if you're interested in the Lindenwood Cycling Program, just head to lindenwood.edu backslash athletics. Now I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's show, I would love it if you would rate and review on your favorite podcast platform and give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. When you do, it really helps grow the show's audience. Now if you really love the show and you want to see it continue and thrive, feel free to support it financially. Just look for the Bike Talk with Dave podcast at buymeacoffee.com. When you do, I would love to send you a sticker. Now, I'd like to thank both Chain and Spoke Coffee as well as bikeiowa.com for supporting the show. Bikeiowa.com is the online host of Bike Talk with Dave. Bikeiowa.com has one of the most extensive lists of cycling events anywhere from monthly training races to trail rides and everything in between. Bike Iowa has it all, including the Core 4, which is on August 19th. I'm planning on being there to tackle the gravel, the single track, the pavement, the B roads, everything. Check it out. Are you looking for your next epic cycling adventure? 
We've got one for you this summer that challenges all the surface types. When the folks at Core 4 say no surface untouched, they mean it. Champagne gravel, pavement, speedy single track, and all the level B roads. Core 4 doesn't stop at four surface types. They've got an ethos to get all bodies on bikes, and it comes through initiatives which support socioeconomic justice, gender equality, and bike advocacy. It's all about community, opportunity, recreation, and engagement at Core 4. Go early, bring the fam. They've got everything. Bikes, bevs, packet pickup party at Big Grove, live music, free camping, and finish line fun for all. Do not miss the No Surface Untouched action in Iowa City on Saturday, August 19th. 100 50 and 25 mile options. Follow along on Instagram at Core4Bike and get in the lineup. Core 4 sounds super fun and I hope to see you there. And maybe we'll also run into you at Gravel Worlds on August 25th, where D and I will be sailing our tandem through the gravel seas in the 75 mile version of the Gravel Worlds. Remember, you can find Core 4 and so many more events, gravel, mountain bike, road, whatever you like at bikeiowa.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Tune in next week as we talk with Michael Marks, founder of the Belgian Waffle Ride. And in two weeks, as long as I get my act together and get my editing done, tune in for my, what is now, the annual Ragbri Spectacular. Catch all the sights and sounds of the great bike ride across Iowa. And remember, you can find every episode and stream them right from your computer or whatever your device from anywhere at biketalk.bike. Have a safe and joyous week.